This morning, if you have your Bibles, I invite you to join me. We are in the Gospel according to Mark. We're going to read chapter 4, verses 30 through 32. And I am reading from the New Living Translation. And again, this is the Bible version that we're using for our one-year Bible. This is a familiar but oh-so-important parable that Jesus taught us of the mustard seed. Hear Jesus. Jesus said, how can I describe the kingdom of God? What story should I use to illustrate it? It is like a mustard seed planted in the ground. It's the smallest of all seeds, but it becomes the largest of all garden plants. It grows long branches and birds can make nests in its shade. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Holy and loving God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing to you. You are our rock and our redeemer. Father God, I ask this morning that you get me out of the way, that your voice is heard. May we continue to feel your presence. And may we be a sanctuary, a living presence for you and furthering the kingdom here on earth. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So this morning, we are continuing, and I believe this will be our last parable. We are in um, a series called Jesus Class 101, and we've been looking at the parables that Jesus taught. I like to think about the parables as Jesus' way of breaking things down for us like we're five years old. I remember when I was in seminary getting my um, divinity degree and the pastor um, came up with this beautiful theory and explained it. And I was like, man, that's just awesome. But I have no clue what he's talking about. So he said, are there any questions? And I raised my hand. I was like, yes, this is awesome and wonderful. And I know I'm going to have to use it. Now, can you break it down like I'm five? Because I'm going to have to explain it to a five-year-old. So I think parables was a great way for Jesus to break it down to us like we were five years old. We have um, learned a lot of great things through this series about lost people matter. When we talked about the prodigal son and the other brother, about being God's pearl, about being that lamp on a stand. So this morning, I want us to look at the mustard seed. And we know that a parable, um, as we have defined it, a parable is a story that illustrates a truth that points to a deeper truth. Like we're five years old, but tells us a lot about the kingdom of God. So this morning we see Mark 4, 30 through 32, as we just read, Jesus saying, how can I describe the kingdom of God? What story shall I use to illustrate it? It's like a mustard seed uh, planted in the ground. It is the smallest of all seeds, but it becomes the largest of all garden plants. It grows long branches and birds make their nests in it. See, people during that time and people all across time know a lot about mustard seeds. Um, Mustard seeds used to make that tasty condiment that we use on hot dogs and hamburgers and make deviled eggs with it. Um, It's great that you can use it as a spice. And I love 
This is a little bit of diversity in that mustard seed. They come in black and brown and yellow and white. If that doesn't say something about the kingdom of God, mm, in a little seed. But all parts are useful from the flowers to the seed. They're grown in fields and they are known as the fastest growing and germinating seed there is. They grow up to be anywhere from five feet to six and a half feet tall, with some um, types of them growing 13 to 20 feet tall. Some of them remain bushes. Some of them grow into large trees. Yet it's an illustration of what we think is very small and insignificant and how God uses it to make something large. Here's a picture of the mustard seed that I showed the children. And it's on someone's finger. And you can see how teeny tiny that is. And this is magnified. So if you dropped it, you'd probably be looking like you do for your contact on the ground if you dropped it or that pin that you don't want to step on. But it's just like God to make something out of something insignificant And turn it into something glorious. Now here's a picture of a tree. That that tiny little mustard seed. And see he does that with all of us too. No matter how small or insignificant we think we are. God has big plans. And makes something mighty out of something tiny. So I want us to look this morning. From how we can grow from being tiny to mighty in the kingdom of God. First, we have to start small. Mark 4, 31 through 32 says, it's like a mustard seed planted in the ground. It's the smallest of all seeds, but it becomes the largest of all garden plants. See, we're in a society that loves big, and a lot of times we go, bigger is better. And if you live through the 80s, when hair, the bigger you could get your hair, and the more final net you could get in your hair, the bigger you were, and the greatest it was. And I am so glad there was not social media back then because we can hide or burn those pictures. But then we think we have to have a bigger car or the latest and greatest phone. TVs have to be huge. Even our food has to be big. You know, there's the double whopper. It's enough that you have something called the whopper, but now you can get a double whopper. Whopper. Man, that's like adding to that 19 that we talked about not too long ago. But, you know, it doesn't have to be some grand gesture. My grandson, Tupac, he gave me um, a bulletin one Sunday after church, and it was one of our Pine Valley bulletins. And on the top of it, he says, Mimi, I love you. He will never know. What that small little gesture has done to me and helping me and how much just those simple little words has furthered the kingdom of God. That tiny little message. 
You know, we talked about our vacation Bible school kids took pennies, pennies that most of us go, oh, yeah, there's a penny. Just leave it. But took pennies and made them into three thousand eight hundred and eighty nine dollars to go toward a well for children and families in Guyana. Now, you tell me that penny was not significant to them who's going to get some clean water there. It is significant. But see, we look at the kingdom of heaven. It started tiny with a little baby called Jesus, born in such an insignificant way in a little town called Bethlehem to a young girl who was of humble means, wasn't even born in a home or anything, had to be born out in a stable and put in a feeding trough. Yet today, look how many Christians there are. He started out as a tiny baby. And everywhere he went advancing the gospel, people followed him. He had 12 unlikely, insignificant by the world standards men that dropped everything and followed him. They were in the upper room when they had 120 that turned into 3,000 to 5,000. And today, there are 2.8 billion people on this planet that call themselves a Christian. Now, I think God did something mighty with someone who was tiny. See, our expression of faith doesn't need to be loud or expensive Although I will say there is a cost to discipleship and there is a cost to salvation. And thank God for Jesus because he paid that price on Calvary for every one of us. So we need to stop thinking that we're too small and too insignificant to make a difference because we might be just that one person that someone Here's our message. And it doesn't matter what our past is or our current situation. It just takes planting a seed. It's a smile. It's a hello. It's waving at someone in the grocery store that you may not know. But that person might have walked in the grocery store that day thinking that nobody cared about them. And then to have a stranger say hello or smile at them. And then once we start doing that, pay attention because God will start blooming us. So that's the second thing is after we start small, we start blooming. Mark 4.32 says it grows long branches. Now, there's a mystery to how plants and flowers are grown. And I know I'm not a scientist. I'm not a botanist. I know they will tell you all the science about how things grow. But you know, when a seed is planted in the ground, we have no earthly idea what all is happening inside of that seed. We can try to guess, but you know, God knows what is happening to make that little seed into a sprout. It needs the right amount of sun, the right amount of shade, the right amount of food, the right kind of soil. But ultimately, that sprout is a mystery. And see, for us to bloom, we need the right amount of sun 
S-O-N. We never can get enough of the sun. We need the living water, and we need some really good soul food. And that's how our faith begins to bloom. And yes, faith takes work. It takes cultivating and we have to see that there's things that need pruning and then we have to be very vulnerable and discerning when there's good soil from that rocky and stony soil. Matthew 17, 20 says, for assuredly, and this is Jesus talking again, I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there And it will move. And nothing will be impossible for you. See, there's this devotion that I shared with our staff meeting the other day. And um, it was Christine Kane. And she was talking about Paul's journey to Rome. And they were on the ship. And the ship was getting tossed back and forth. But Paul had his faith and he said, we're going to be okay. You know, they were having to toss things overboard Their livelihood, commodities, things that they were going to need. You know, people were ready to jump ship, but Paul's like, no, we're going. We've got the course. We stay shape. That ship did wreck. But I love what Paul writes in Acts. He said that they made it safely to shore and they were welcomed. See, we get stuck in our faith at times. There's sickness and there's tragedy. And sadly, death comes to our homes. There's addictions and things that consume us. There's relationships. There's friendships and there's marriages that are rocky. There's relationships within families that are rocky. Maybe there's finances that are strained and rocky. And sometimes we get so stuck in the situation that we can't see beyond it. And we want to get off course. But I love what Christine Kane talked about with Paul. She says, don't jump ship. Stay on the ship and keep the course that God has planned. We just have to hold on because every one of us are part of the kingdom of God. And when our faith is stretched, we're blooming. See, somebody needs to hear your faith story about God and how he has brought you through some rocky times. But maybe it's how things are so good. Maybe it's not the rocky times. And I think a lot of times we think our faith is deepened by those rocky situations that test our faith. But you know, we have to be careful because we can kind of get on autopilot when things are going so good. But that's also a test of our faith. We've got to continue to trust in God even in the good times to continue to um, bloom. You know, Paul wasn't worried about all the stuff that got thrown overboard. He wasn't worried about wrecking the ship. He knew that was going to happen. He was just had that faith and trusted in God. And you know, they landed on this little island called Malta and they were welcomed. And you know, they did make it to Rome where, you know, you can read on in Acts and Revelation and all. 
He made it and the gospel continued. And you know, when they left, the people of that island gave them what they needed for the journey. So sometimes we have to leave what's in the past and not just stay there. Maybe there's somebody you've been longing to reach. You know, when we're blooming and our branches are growing, maybe there's somebody that needs your touch. Maybe somebody needs to know what you've got. We just step out in faith. And faith is risky. Because if it wasn't risky, you know, we'd say, oh, well, we don't really need to rely on God. We can just do it all of ourselves. So it takes a risk, but that's faith. And God, I don't know about you, God has never let me down. So we need to just continue to trust in Him. And then we start blessing. Mark 4.32 says, And the birds make nests in its shade. See, trees are a great provider of shade. They provide food. Birds build their homes in them. This mustard seed that produces food, I discovered in my research. I can't tell y'all how much I've learned about the mustard seed. Do you know there's actually people in the um, theologic, there's theologians who actually study plants of biblical times. And there was a fancy name and I forgot it because it was just way over my head. But it was really cool that that we have people that study the plant life um, back then. But I did um, um, discover that the mustard seed is also used for medicine. It's used in some parts of the world as an antidote for snake bites and scorpion bites and spider bites. See, when we bloom where God plants us and our branches are growing and reaching, we're offering shade and protection. God gives us the means to provide food, to provide homes. To help those that are impoverished, to help children and youth, and to help those who feel abandoned by this world. Maybe they feel guilty and ashamed, but you can share the gospel because Christ offers us freedom from sin and death, and we don't have to be ashamed. I read this commentary that everywhere the gospel has germinated, compassion, decency, and morality have sprung up. See, hospitals and schools have been founded. Truth and salvation have been proclaimed. And lives have been changed. That is a blessing. So my friends, let's be like that mustard seed and grow from tiny to mighty in furthering the kingdom of God. Now, that tiny mustard seed that we had at the beginning that grew to that large tree. There's a book called The Parables of Jesus, and it's written by Jacob um, Jeremiah. And he says, Out of the most insignificant beginnings, invisible to human eyes, God creates his mighty kingdom, which embraces all peoples of the world. Something I want to show you, you know, we had that seed to the flower, to the tree. But when the 
the seed is planted in the field. I want to show you a field. You know, several weeks ago, I showed you our light and the lampstand. You might be a tiny seed, but this is what God does to the kingdom. I want to tell you a story as you look at this picture. There was a girl named Martha Berry. True story. She was born in 1865 in Georgia. And uh, she was born to a very prosperous family. And uh, was a local business owner. And Martha wanted a playhouse. (laughs) They built her cabin (laughs) on this acreage. But she played there and the family children played there. And she would uh, go there to study and write in her journal. And she saw other kids in town that didn't have a place. So she invited them to come on in. And she started telling them Bible school stories, Sunday school stories that she learned. She taught them about Jesus. But then she also helped give them an education because she didn't want to keep it to herself. Well, she went on to continue to offer that to the communities that lacked access to church and to school. She decided to uh, open a school. In 1902, there was a boys' school that began, and there was a dormitory that she opened because she thought they learned better when they were together. Then later on, a girls' school opened, and there was a dormitory She inherited 83 acres from her family and decided that she was going to plant right there and turn it into schools. And students would work to help maintain that and help run it. They have continued to this day. It turned into a junior college, eventually a four-year college, And it is in Mount Berry, Georgia. It is called Berry College. It's continued with her focus of not to be ministered unto, but to minister. And she wanted them to have this education of head, heart, and hands. What started in a little cabin on a plantation now is a college with over 2,100 undergraduate students and over 130 graduate students from 38 states and eight countries by one seed, by one little girl who was not insignificant by anyone's means but wanted to further the kingdom. That's each one of us Each one of us helped to further the kingdom. And we say, does it really matter? I'm sure if we went down to Georgia and asked those 2,100 students, does it matter? Miss Martha mattered. She mattered then. She continues to matter. Each one of you never feel insignificant. And never feel like it has to be grand. But start small. Then bloom. And then continue to grow and know that you are not tiny, but you are mighty. And this is what God can do with a mustard seed. Let us pray. 
Holy and loving God, we come before you this morning and you tell us to just have the faith of a mustard seed. Just a little bit, Lord. And sometimes in life, that's all we have. We're just clinging on. But Lord, we know that we can trust in your faithfulness. So help us to continue to plant in that good soil so your kingdom will further. Help us to know that we don't have to be large, that we can start small. Help us to remember Jesus started as a baby and the kingdom has grown and grown. Help us to be a part of that kingdom growth. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.